Welcome to This Week Health Community. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 fall conferences of Chime in San Antonio and Health in Las Vegas. And we wanna thank our show sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. And they are Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com. And here we go. Another interview in action from the Chime Fall Forum. And we're here with Terry Coots with the Guthrie Clinic. Yes. It's great to see you again. Yeah, you as well. Actually, before we get going, the Guthrie Clinic, tell us a little bit about that. So the Guthrie Clinic is an integrated health system in the southern and northern interior of New York and PA. We have about 36 multi-specialty clinics in that region. Southern New York, northern Pennsylvania? So southern New York, northern Pennsylvania, yes. Okay, so that's like above Scranton? Yes, correct. Okay, so is that mostly rural area? Very much rural, yes. Okay. The that's nearest Starbucks to me is like an hour, if that gives you any kind of <laughs> clue. Where's the headquarters? So the headquarters is Sarah, Pennsylvania, which is literally right on the border of New York and PA. So it's, it's probably a beautiful place. Every, every time we look for lakes and stuff, it's... Yeah. So the Finger Lakes are in our region, and the Five Lakes that are up there in upstate New York. Wow, great place to live. And so you're the CIO there? That's correct. So what's top of mind at the, the Guthrie Clinic? So top of mind is addressing our workforce challenges, trying to use technology to enable care, think a little differently about the use of that technology. No longer the days where we're going to have endless amounts of nursing staff or even radiology staff, some challenges around positions. And so how do we do care differently? Because we can't just apply people to it. That's a very common theme that keeps yes. coming up of how are we going to enable new levels of efficiency allow people to practice at the top of their license, address some of the financial pressures that are happening. What are some of the things that you're, you're doing in that area? So we are an Epic shop, so we're all, always Epic first. So how do we can use Epic to solve problems? But we've tagged on a couple different platforms. One of them is called SickBay, it's by Medical Informatics. And it takes all of your biometric data from ventilators, cardiac monitors, and dwellings, and centralizes that those waveforms and the history of those waveforms in a central location. And then we're using Artisite. And so I know you've had uh, several conversations with Andrew and Stephanie Lar about Artisite, and we're using that to help be the visual in the room for maximizing our staffs around not just nursing, but care coordination, respiratory therapy pharmacy management with education and trying to maximize those platforms so that we can scale it to meet the patient where they are. So if they're at Cortland, which is about 100 miles from our main campus, they can still get the same level of care that they would get at our, our higher acuity hospital, which is insane. So Artisite, for those who are like tuning in late to the show, we have done a couple shows, talked to Stephanie yeah. about that. Artificial site, cameras in the room, but cameras tied to artificial intelligence, and it's looking for things that you train it to look for, right? Exactly. right? So falls and rooms that need to be cleaned and that kind of stuff. And I've heard, actually, what's great about it is it's a platform, so I can hear people going, hey, we're going to use it over here. We're going we're to put it in our supply closets to keep an inventory. Right, exactly. What are some of the areas that specifically that you are looking at it for? So our, our first pilot was around telesitting, really to get those individuals that were in the room back to patient care 
being able to maximize that at scale. But we're now moving into virtual nursing, particularly in our ICUs. We have about 50% of our nurses are under three years experience in our ICUs. We don't have the ability to have that kind of intuition, like when a nurse looks at a sick patient, they kind of know the patient's sick. And so having that mentorship in that area, and then we're gonna move that into our med surge. And what we really would like to do is not just have that visual where they ping into the room and have that conversation, but to look for things that help take the burden out of their daily work. So if you think about incentive spirometry, it's something that we have to do for patients. We have to go in, we have to remind them every hour. Well, why can't the camera and the speaker remind the patient to do their incentive spirometry? And then can the camera then learn that they've actually lifted it and not remind them because it's already been done and not have that disruption. And then finally, since they've done it, document that in the EMR for us. And so that's a, an ability to kind of use that. It's a simple case, but that's one thing that they have how, how to do How much work hour. did you just take off the nurse in that case? I mean, if you think of a nurse that has 12-hour shift and that maybe they spend 15 minutes going into the room, talking to the patient, engaging them, and then going out and documenting, hopefully, that it was done, that's, you know, probably anywhere between 15 to 45 minutes out of just one patient that they have for that shift. So we're, we're really looking at all of those little things and co-developing with our site to kind of make that happen. It's interesting, having been a CIO, I know that you can dream up that as the CIO. Yeah. I'm also a nurse by background, so it helps. That helpful, I was, that's where <laughs> yes. I was gonna go. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so how did you get the clinical buy-in? How did you get them in the room to say, hey, this is something we should talk about? And then what was their process to say, Oh, okay, I, could, I see what this is going to do. Yeah, so we've actually started right to the floor nurses. So um, really, we think in order for this to be successful, we have to do it right the first time and have that trust. So when we started with telesitting, we're kind of risk adverse. We don't want to harm the patient. So we will what if everything to death. What if, what if, what if. Finally, we ripped off the Band-Aid and we said, let's just do this, and then we can step back to where we had people in the room if, if it was you know, not going to work out. We'll know really quickly. Within three days, they asked for more cameras. And so I think it was just getting that quick win, that value add, and now we're having work group sessions where we're developing these workflows. What's appropriate for the bedside nurse? What's appropriate for the virtual nurse? How can the technology enable that and maybe take out both of them and, and do some automation? and designing those workflows, every scenario, you know, helping call transports for discharge patients, those kinds of things. It's about the efficiency around that. All right, we'll get back to our show in just a minute. We have a webinar coming up on December 7th, and I'm looking forward to that webinar. It is on how to modernize the data platform within healthcare, the modern data platform within healthcare. And I'm really looking forward to the conversation. We just recorded five pre-episodes for that, and so they're going to air on Tuesday and Thursdays leading up to the episode, and we have a great conversation about the different aspects, different use cases around the modern data platform, and how agility becomes so key, and data quality, and all those things. So great conversation, looking forward to that. Wednesday, December 7th at one o'clock, love to have you join us. We're going to have health system leaders from Memorial Care and others, CDW is going to have some of their experts on the show as well. So check that out. You can go to our website, thisweekhealth.com. Top right-hand corner, you'll see the upcoming webinars. Love to have you be a part of it. If you have a question coming into it, one of the things we do is we collect the questions in the sign-up form, 
because we want to make sure that we incorporate that into the discussion. So hope to see you there. Now back to the show. It's interesting because we've done 20 interviews now and the foundation of financial challenges has caused everybody to, I, I think, focus on efficiency, the foundation of unrest amongst the clinicians, burnout, those kind of things, has caused them to focus on that, and then obviously cybersecurity. I'm not going to take you in the cybersecurity <laughs> direction, but from a nurse standpoint, what are they looking for from you as a CIO? What are they looking for from technology in order to, I, I, Stephanie says it all the time, return the joy yeah. to the practice of medicine? It's, it's to reduce all the friction. And it can be with nursing, and not, but just not nursing. I mean, there's so many things where we try to solve problems with tools that we know that we're comfortable with. And we're just always doing the same thing with never getting any different outcomes. And just having somebody ask the question, well, what, what if we can do this? And I'll give a very simple example. Just this week, I was having an email conversation with a provider who wants to put printers in every exam room so they can print out their EBS or ABS and they can help the patient schedule their follow-up appointment in the room for privacy. That's great that they're trying to address privacy, but we're adding print services, paper, going away from the technology that we have. And why can't we talk to the patient in the room and have them schedule it on their, we call it EGOT3, but on my turn. It takes away the paper. They have it, they don't, it doesn't get lost. We don't have to add additional costs with printers. And it's really just challenging them to think a little differently so that the problem that they're trying to solve is, I'm on board, it's just how they're approaching it with the tools that they, you know, they don't reach outside of that box. The thing I like about how you're talking about this is it provides hope. Right, so we just came through the pandemic and a lot of clinicians are looking at it going, man, I, I can't go through that again. And now we're hitting recession and there's some reductions and whatnot. And what you're saying is, hey, there's a different way to do this thing. We're going to bring some technology and some tools into place. We're going to sit around as a group and say, hey, here are the capabilities. Here's how we used to do things, but we can do things differently now. And I think that hope provides, it provides hope that, hey, we can do this differently. It's not going to be the same as it was yesterday. And hopefully, if you're practicing different, you can attract some talent to your area as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of our key initiatives around using Arnesite and SIDBay is to really retain our nurses, to keep them happier. Um, and we've actually factored in some of the cost savings around the unproductive time that we have when we train new nurses. And you bring them on board, you can't get rid of the traveler because you have to train that new nurse on the workflow. So you have all that unproductive time. But then also the sign-on bonuses and some of the other things that go over. Uh, you know, there's some huge cost savings that we can retain and just to help them do the job that they want to do, which is patient care. So tell me a little bit about SickBay because I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. It's a medical informatics product, and it is a software platform. It's an FDA-approved software platform, almost like a medical device. It takes any streaming waveform that you want to stream in a central location, and will connect it regardless of vendors. So, for example, we have five hospitals across our region. We have three different cardiac monitor vendors. We take all that data and we centralize it. Now we have a central tele, so we can maximize the efficiencies of, of that staff and have standard alarm management, all of those things that come up with good clinical care. They also do ventilator data, and it doesn't matter if, if they're was set up to be interfaced. They just put a little dog on the back of it, and it's, all of a sudden it's connected. So it's 
it's helped us with things like EICU and some of the other things that you would buy, like a Philips product that's meant just for ICUs. It's like $20,000 a bed, and it's unattainable for a house system like ours. And so we've been able to scale it pretty quickly and be able to use it for many different use cases. So nurse to IT, is it the traditional path that I've heard? It's like. We did the EHR, I sort of got involved, and then that's how you... Yes, yes, I'm a, a pediatric heart nurse by background, was looking for a change, I was on call at the time, and somebody said, you need to get into this epic thing, it's going to be big. <laughs> we were implementing it, and so I interviewed for a role, and had no idea what I was interviewing for. But when I left the interview, still had no idea, but I got the role, and uh, I, I just love to solve problems, and I think that that's what we do. Yeah. Um, is, uh, we're trying to take technology. It's not just about the implementation, but are we addressing the issues? What is the problem we're trying to solve in order to get to those goals? Right, absolutely. Well, thank you, Terry. Yes. It's great thank to catch up. Well. Appreciate it. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conferences. I love hearing from people on the front lines, and it is phenomenal that they have taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community, which is greatly appreciated. We also want to thank our channel sponsors one more time who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. They are Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.